0: Welcome back to another edition of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Raya. I write an editorial automotive column for Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury and the East Bay Times in Walnut Creek. I edit and publish theweeklydriver.com. Bruce Aldrich, my co-host, is uh, on assignment this week. And here I am at the Salt uh, Salt Lake City Convention Center, often known as the Salt Palace. And I'm sitting in a wonderful uh, Ford EV. Uh, I'm not sure what we're sitting in. Um, this is the
1: Ford F-150 Lightning.
0: That's right. Man. And my, my guest today is uh, Ben Parker. He's with Lightship. And there's been a big crowd about, around Lightship because Lightship is, if I get this correctly, you may be marketing it in a different way, but you're really the first company that's offering an EV RV.
1: It's true. Yeah, we're we're the the we said we're the first American electric RV manufacturer.
0: Yes, and and you have in Boulder, Colorado, and in San an office in San Francisco,
1: I believe. Right. Yeah, we do um, more product development in the Bay Area. Yes. And then. Uh, production and commercial operations just north of denver
2: mm-hmm.
0: so we're at the outdoor retailer uh, show uh, it's a great show this year i mean i think it's a little smaller than previous years but you know in a nice way it's a, it's better because you can walk the aisles and it's not bumper to bumper and it's a very, it has a very good karma to the show this year mm-hmm. but i think that you would agree there's been a big crowd around your rv which is behind us yeah and it's hard to explain in in audio only but uh, ben tell us what tell us what um uh, a visitor could be looking at if they were here with us today. On this, a lot of big windows, a lot of, of futuristic design. It's beautiful. Give us a good overview of what
1: we have here. Yeah, I think uh, some of them might confuse it for a spaceship. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we've we've, had, we've yeah. had a few people yeah coming up and being like, "Wow, sure, that's amazing. What is that? What is that? Yeah, <laughs> um, it's that. Uh, so, yeah, I can just, I can I can describe for you all sure what uh, what what you would be looking at if you were here. It is. Uh, we like to think of it. as it's the the perfect travel trailer for the age of electrification. There you go. It's our our flagship product. It's our first product as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lightship is a. We're about a coming up on a three year old company mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so still still very fresh. Um, we're we're a few dozen people at this mm-hmm. point. About about half of the team is in the Bay Area. The other half is in Colorado. Yes. Right now, we have been. Um, doing product development for for the last couple of years, work, mm-hmm. working on this this flagship product, which we uh, we released to the world about uh, between two and three months ago mm-hmm. at at South by Southwest, uh, the, the music and tech festival. In, oh yes. in, in Austin, yes. Texas, and it was a lot of fun. We had musicians playing in front of the vehicle every night. Oh, oh great. It's uh, it's not a small vehicle. It oh. is a it is a twenty seven foot long travel trailer. Um, it's built for you know built for a small family or, mm-hmm. may, or maybe a, um you know a couple who goes out for for longer trips, maybe a few months at a time. Yes. Uh, it's very sleek and. It sure is. <laughs> it's I think it's, it's funny because it is um, it's modern automotive styling but applied to an RV mm-hmm. and. When you do that, uh, it it makes a vehicle that looks like nothing else on the on the road. It
0: sure doesn't look like anything I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's um, it, the one of the reasons that it's, or really the the primary reason that it's shaped as it mm-hmm. is, is because we. Um, my, so my my co-founder Toby mm-hmm. and I, we were both at Tesla. Uh, he was there for about six years, two thousand nine to twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. He led the finance team there, mm-hmm. and he was also the first product manager for the Model S, So mm-hmm. sort of the original. Gen yes, yes model S, which actually probably, probably a lot of a lot of folks in the audience are, are familiar with or even, yeah. even drive. It was the the one that has kind of the big black fish mouth. Yes. Grill. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I drove the,
0: that original one, 2008 or nine, I think it was. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and produced up until the uh, it, the the refresh was in I think 2014 or 15. Okay. Something like that. sure. That, why not? Mm-hmm. that was actually when I I came into to the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Tesla from. Let's see 2015 through 2020 i was mm-hmm. a battery engineer there mm-hmm. i uh worked primarily on the model 3 battery mm-hmm. sort of from from its its early days mm-hmm. and uh it was a it was a unique engineering job because the you know the whole company went through production hell the, yes, as it, oh, as, yes. It, as it was called sure uh, at the first gigafactory which is a big powertrain factory just mm-hmm. outside of reno mm-hmm. nevada and uh I and my whole team were just living out of a suitcase in in sort of like ca- casino hotels for for a few years trying to wow. Trying to get there. I didn't know it was like that. That's good, yeah. It was a it was a crazy time. Sure. And, uh, t- you know, Tesla has had a few near death experiences, and that was that was the one that I got to be a part of. And and, and here you are. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot, a lot of work, a lot of fun, and also some some heartache. Um, yes. But eventually, in let's say mid twenty eighteen, the Model Three was into to volume production. Mm-hmm. At that point, and so then I uh came back to to the bay area headquarters and, and mm-hmm. started working on the next generation battery design which yes. is so the so-called structural battery that's now going into um the Cybertruck, i believe and, and everything that's produced in the, the austin factory the, the cyber truck that hasn't appeared yeah. yet <laughs> although i think it's, it's we're actually very close oh, okay um, good yeah they're, uh-huh. they're finally making making true pre- pre-production units and you're oh, starting great. to see them around around the bay area um and so, anyway, that that was kind of my day job was work, you know work, working on on that that next battery, mm-hmm. um, and then I I picked up a, a pet project once I was back back mm-hmm. working in Palo Alto, and it was, uh, it was sort of burnt, born of circumstance. I wanted to electrify all the food trucks in the Bay Area mm-hmm. because I would eat at a food truck uh, with my coworkers every yes. day and you're always yelling over a gas generator to you know to put in your order well said and i was just like it doesn't need to be this way i know that you know the technology to electrify these trucks is Mm -hmm. literally on the other side of the wall Mm -hmm. and so took it upon myself to try to try to electrify them and i was i was doing that on the side for nine or ten months this was back in 2019 into early
2: 2020
1: and then uh I noticed that RVing always came up in conversation mm-hmm. uh, with people when I would, when I would tell them about the food truck project. Yes. Cause there are a lot of similar needs. You know, you, you, uh, in an RV, just as in a food truck, you want to run all of the appliances and they're usually electric appliances. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking into RVing and I hadn't done a lot of it growing up cause I mm-hmm. grew up on an Island on, on the East coast. My mm-hmm. dad's an innkeeper on Nantucket Island. And, uh, so I, I was, I was sort of, um, I, you know, I, I, I love road tripping. i love the mm-hmm. outdoors, but I wanted to, I, I wanted to, I started to really take a look at, at RVing yes. and, um, frankly was kind of bowled over by the, by the scale of it, uh, coming, coming from, you know, from, from automotive and, and vehicle world. Um, I, you know, it, there's global automotive and, and, uh, passenger cars, which are, you, you know, maybe I think there are 12 to 14 million vehicles sold every year in the U S yes, yes. and then if you look at all the other, you know, ground-based vehicle categories, uh, uh a vehicle segment of of even a couple hundred thousand vehicles is is a, is a large category yes. like even even you know class 8 trucks semi trucks sure. things like that it's only a couple hundred thousand units per year mm-hmm. and so i was pretty shocked to see that uh rvs believe it or not is is kind of a sleeping giant there are over a half million rvs sold every year mm-hmm. in the us it's about uh by the numbers, it's it's one in ten American families owns That's an hard. RV, uh-huh. so enormously popular and a, a big vehicle segment where you can do a real you know a real yes. kind of um, more of a more of a, an automotive style development program to make you know to make a great vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I was really inspired by that. COVID started. Uh, I decided to, to throw caution to the wind, and so I I uh, quit my job. I rented a Winnebago mm-hmm. uh, motorhome from a, a family RV rental business, Stephen and Shelley, uh, in Antioch, mm-hmm. and uh, so I took this this thirty foot Winnebago motorhome out uh, for about three months. That first whole summer of COVID, mm-hmm. I was, you know, meeting a bunch of RVers on the road and kind of learning learning the lifestyle from mm-hmm. them, and also talking to many of them about what um, what electrification would mean for the pastime mm-hmm. and uh, and in particular talking about things like. You know what? What happens if you don't need to use a gas generator to you know to supply power to all of your appliances mm-hmm. anymore because that's the state of the art? What happens if you get rid of these twelve volt car batteries that are you know lead acid batteries that weigh weigh a ton, are very yes. unreliable? Uh, what happens if you don't have propane cans anymore, so you don't need to, to use propane for all of your heating and cooking? What what if it's just a you know a single clean kind of seamless fuel source and one sure. that you can power off of a giant solar array on, mm-hmm. on the roof of the vehicle? And, um, I came back to the Bay Area very, inspired that, that there was, um, you know, that there was a, there was an industry that was ready to, to change and, mm-hmm. um, and really that electrification would be kind of the gateway to, to change. And that, and that in, in particular that, you know, that the pastime of going RVing could be improved, uh, massively by, by, by electrification. And, um, cause I think that's, that's something that Toby and I both learned at Tesla is that, uh, electrification for electrification's sake mm-hmm. doesn't take hold mm-hmm. with people it has to you have to create a fundamentally better product experience just gonna um, ask about that yeah it's i think it's a, it's a hallmark of of you know some some of our philosophy here is that you can't there, there was actually a there was a you, you probably saw it. there was a funny um it was a, a ram commercial a super bowl, super bowl commercial that the ram mm-hmm. team did mm-hmm. uh about premature electrification, <laughs> which which we th- we actually thought was hilarious. That's probably hilarious, um, yeah, yeah. And so I I, I think um, what really really kind of put me over the edge actually was um, just like the the truck that we're sitting in here. So we're in, we're in the the, the Ford F one fifty Lightning. so yes. it's Ford's electric F one fifty. And um, I was thinking about, and Toby and I were both thinking about how. Uh, it's really interesting that we're at the dawn of the electric pickup truck mm-hmm. so you know best-selling vehicle category in america right yes. by, by a long shot best-selling three vehicles in america are all absolutely pickup trucks. yep
0: one two three yep
1: and um if they're going electric then uh you know you've got to be able to do truck stuff with with those trucks mm-hmm. and one, right. one of the biggest use cases is towing um, yes and it turns out that uh maybe the, the Achilles heel of all of these electric trucks is that they can't tow very long distance without losing much of their range. That's the truth, yes. And um, like, it's literally two thirds of the range. So a 300 mile EV truck becomes more like a 100 or maybe 125 mile truck mm-hmm. when you're towing any traditional trailer yes. behind it, like a big box trailer or, or a travel trailer. Mm-hmm. And so that, that felt like a, a, a catalyst too, because it was, if the if the pickup truck is going electric, and RVing is this massively popular pastime that people are not going to are not going to give up on. Then something's got to give, mm-hmm. um, and that for us that was a signal that um, you know a, an electric RV had to be made, mm-hmm. and that this was the time to do it. And so basically, we, we we got to the drawing board at that point. We started doing a lot of aerodynamics engineering up mm-hmm. front because we knew, um, you know, from from past work developing EVs that if you Um, Tesla learned this too early on. If you don't re-architect the vehicle to be passively efficient Mm -hmm. and much, much more passively efficient than its, um, you know, than its gas predecessors, then uh, it's not going to be efficient enough. uh, And so you will have to put a powertrain that is far too large Mm -hmm. on board. So if if the vehicle is not passively efficient, then you have to put a big battery on board. The vehicle starts to weigh too much. It costs too much. It's not... um, it's not a good product anymore. And so that, that was our whole kind of starting point. And so we, we we basically did a lot of a lot of aero engineering up front and then once we were passively efficient enough, then we started to do the industrial design of, of the vehicle and, and figure out, you know, what, what it could be as a as a product as well. And you know, ultimately um, what we wanted to offer and what what we now have with with this first product is a zero range loss mm-hmm. going experience. And we do that. I love
0: that term, zero
1: range loss. that's, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it's key because if, yeah, if you yeah. can't if you can't tow if you can't do a 300 mile, you know, if you don't have a 300 mile range, mm-hmm. then you're going to be stopping at the chargers too much, and you yes. can't you can't really do a long distance road trip. That's right. anymore. And um, so we we the way that we got to that you know back to the 300 miles of towing range was okay. If if 100 is your starting point, mm-hmm. that's what your range is degraded down to. Then the first hundred of that we made back purely through passive vehicle design, just mm-hmm. ma- making the vehicle much more drag efficient. Yes. think um, tire rolling resistance, aerodynamics, all, all of that work mm-hmm. sort of into the architecture of the vehicle. Then we still had a hundred miles to, to make up at that point because we were only at 200. And the way that we made up the extra hundred miles is uh, what we think is kind of a novel thing. We put a propulsion system on the trailer So Mm -hmm. the trailer has a big EV battery and a motor
2: Mm -hmm. on board, and the
1: the motor helps the trailer propel itself, so now the truck, as it's towing, because the trailer is is helping the truck, Mm -hmm. the truck feels almost nothing when you're cruising on the highway, Uh. and when it doesn't feel any of the weight or the load of the trailer behind it then it also doesn't lose any range fantastic so now you're back up to 300 miles
0: so you Um, need a truck though uh, uh, cover a couple of bases here yeah
1: Um,
0: from a general interest point of view, not so much you need you need a truck that can tow 6,000 pounds 7,500 7,500 so the uh, an F-150 friends who have this kind of truck and this kind of uh, environment outdoors people they usually get a 250 right I think, yeah, but, but, but
1: with this, it changes that dynamic is what I'm getting to. It changes the, I think most, um, most half ton trucks and even, even big, big half ton yeah. SUVs like an Expedition or Tahoe yeah. or something like that. Yeah. They're all rated to tow at least 77 or 7,800 gotcha. pounds. And okay. man, many of them are more like nine or 10,000. That's true. Okay. As you, as you, um, as you approach the, the towing limit of mm-hmm. a, of a half ton truck, you have to think about, um. You know weight distribution hitches and stabilizer mm-hmm. stabilizing hitches and meaning anti-sway hitches things like mm-hmm. that but um, a half-ton truck is still is still quite capable even towing 7500 or 8000 pounds uh, okay I'm looking at um, you know this this prototype and I
0: heard I was here yesterday uh, with another one of your colleagues and with the comments I heard from people were um, where's the privacy I mean it has mm-hmm. this wonderful really it's when you step in it's so big and airy even though it's not all that massive from the outside it's kind of a little bit like in a weird way like a little honda fit it (laughs) looks like a small car but when (laughs) you sit in a honda fit it's surprisingly large and there are other cars that have that and then this that's what struck me when i walked when i walked around i thought look how much space is in this and look at these big panoramic windows so people in rvs of course have to have the privacy so what what it's a different area than what we're talking about but how does this become a private vehicle with all these
1: big windows? Yeah, no, that's it's great. Um, yeah, so I well, right. So so the vehicle is again. It, it's this. It's this very aerodynamic trailer. Yes, it has, it has two modes. It has a, what we call a road mode and a yes. camping mode. Mm-hmm. In the road mode, the top is telescoped down, and so it's a, it, It's about the height of the truck. Yes. As, as you're as you're towing it down the road. Yes, and then in, in the camping mode, the whole top of the vehicle telescopes up it moves up about three feet yes, and it makes it very tall. It yes. It's kind of enormous. And so when you walk into the vehicle, yes. um, the whole top half is covered in windows. Mm-hmm. You've got these, this big kind of panoramic wrap around glass yes. all the way around. And the thing that most people notice when they step into it is, like you're saying, uh, an immediate sense of sort of spaciousness and yes. airiness and openness. Absolutely, absolutely. And, Our our thinking there was, you know, if if you're going camping in a really beautiful spot, you want to kind of bring the outdoors in. You don't want to go camping in in a cave. You want, you know, you'd rather you'd rather get the vista. What a what a
0: a nice concept. Yeah, Yeah. pretty people. I mean, it's it's straightforward, but when you think about it, you made the point that some people, yeah, that you you camped you're crunched into a space when you're there to see the big space. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we so we um, that that was that was something we wanted to 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 address. Um, Now, of course when you're in a giant terrarium and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at the beautiful outdoors. There are sometimes when maybe you have a neighbor in in a neighboring campsite or you you need privacy for whatever reason, maybe it's the end of the night. Sure. And, um, there we not, not shown in the prototype, but Mm. we'll have a a blinds system, of course, a a way to cover, cover all the windows. Mm -hmm. There's also not shown in the prototype. There'll be a privacy screen that separates the the bedroom from the main space in the vehicle, meaning, meaning the kitchen, the dining area, the storage console, and the bathroom will all be partitioned off from the the bedroom, Mm -hmm. uh, which is also, the bedroom also acts as a lounge area during the day. Mm -hmm. That'll, that'll all be closed off for, for, you know, for privacy sake. If, if, you know, if the parents are, are, uh, having a glass of wine sort of after hours and they've already put the the kids to to sleep in Mm -hmm. the bedroom area, they'll, they'll be, they'll be shaded off from that. Gotcha. Um, yeah.
0: The, uh, going back to Lightship, how did
1: that name come about? Oh, that's a good question um yeah w- when most people hear Lightship, it i think the name it evokes something mm-hmm. but uh but you don't know quite what thank you that's um, exact that's well said yeah Lightship, uh-huh it uh it has a it has a funny history so it's it, a lot of it is, it's from my childhood um i i mentioned i so i grew up on nantucket island mm-hmm. on, on the east coast off of cape cod and because dad and grandpa are both in keepers out there and i always i saw this boat uh, growing up sometimes in the harbor called the nantucket lightship mm, and there you go the the lightships there was one in there's one in san, san francisco too uh, it's a it's a lesser known part of us maritime history oh there was in, in the days before radar and sonar and gps and all those modern yes. modern maritime technologies mm. uh, there was a fleet of floating lighthouses, mm-hmm. effectively called the light ships. And they, they dotted both, both coasts of the U S mm-hmm. and these light ships would sit on anchor,
2: mm-hmm.
1: usually in dangerous waters, like shoals, mm-hmm. for instance, where big ships should not sail. Sure. And they were there to act as a beacon mm-hmm. uh, so that when a big ship would come, would come into port, mm-hmm. it knew to avoid the light ship because it would see, it would see it on anchor with these two big Fresnel lenses, uh, gotcha. uh, on the masts mm-hmm. of the ship. And, and that was, that was a, that was a signal to, to Stay away. avoid, yeah, avoid yeah. that area. Yeah. And so I, uh, I, I knew a little bit about the history and I, and when, when I was thinking about, uh, the name for the company, I, um, it, it the name came back to me, the, the sure. light ship and, uh, actually through a conversation with a, with a, with a friend. And so, I loved uh, I loved that you know the spirit of sort of adventure and mm-hmm. duty and everything that compelled these these, these crewmen to you mm-hmm. know to to go out and try to and protect protect big ships from coming into shore sure. and again I thought I thought the name would stir something in people even who didn't know mm-hmm. this 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 sort of niche history sure, of, sure. of the light ships. and so. Uh, that became the company name and it's 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 stuck and if if, if you look at our our logo now both eyes uh-huh. in the word have these little starlights over top of them there you go and that is to mimic the two the two light beams that come from those those lenses on the mass of i'm the, glad of i, I, I yeah. but
0: i thought where i thought you were going because you're a relatively young guy i was yeah. thinking maybe you had a um um an affection for for uh, star trek
2: because i
0: was thinking about star Lightship enterprise i was thinking how am i going to get this but it's nothing to do with that but it's a better story that you told me but i was thinking
1: about uh, about star trek for some reason what i what i like about it is that um it's a little bit like um uh i feel like it's like a song when uh, there's a song that becomes really popular mm-hmm. and people um people hear the lyrics and it means different things to different people, but yes. do they have a point of identification mm-hmm. with it. I think it's the same idea here where the, the word is so, um, uh, the, the word just makes you feel something or, or say something. And, sure. and w- one thing that I didn't even think so much about upfront, but has now become really useful for us is that, uh, we instead of just calling the vehicle an RV, you mm-hmm. can call it, it is a Lightship as well. So I the see. company is Lightship, but we build Lightships too.
0: I see. And is it, is it Lightship uh, one, Lightship two? Is there going to do you have yeah. a vision for five years down the road of different models of Lightships? We we yeah. do. Yeah. So yeah. this
1: this first product is called the L one, mm-hmm. and it, it is our flagship. Um, we have a we have a, a you know a sort of a line of products in in planning right now because you mm-hmm. know different different people have different needs with sure. you know when when they go RVing mm-hmm. and our um, you know Toby's and my sort of uh, our 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 desire for the company or mm-hmm. or what we wanted to do was to to build a company that has um, impact and and can yes. scale mm-hmm. and so. Uh, over time, we're going to build more and more products that make, you know, that make Lightship more and more accessible mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, to different people. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, ultimately allow people who love camping to have different, different types of camping experiences sure. that, that appeal to them the most.
0: Um, since we're looking at a prototype, I've been to plenty of automotive shows. Sometimes prototypes never come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a prototype, you probably know it better than I do, are pretty close to to what the product's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so all of that said, hmm. um, uh, how I, close is this? How close is this? Number one. And if someone has been at the show and they're interested, uh, and they're at the cutting edge of wanting to do this, they can make a deposit. I understand true for a product that's going to be available in about a year, something like that.
1: Yeah. A little over we, yeah. I mean, we, um, so we, we've been, we've been sort of, we've been working behind closed doors for mm-hmm. a couple of years doing, doing the product development here. Mm-hmm. So to- talking, um, talking privately with a lot of, a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. people who love RVing, but we hadn't, we hadn't gone public with it yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, we thought that the moment a few months ago was, uh, w- was the right moment to, mm-hmm. to release it because we, we, we felt like we had gotten as far as we could in the product development without mm-hmm. getting the validation of the world yes. against it. Mm-hmm. And so we, um, you know, we released the product, we opened up a reservation bank. It's a it's a five hundred dollar refundable deposit mm-hmm. to to basically reserve your, your production slot for mm-hmm. you know for, for the light ship for mm-hmm. the L one. And um, that's that so that's that's kind of the, the the way that if 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 you're if you're really into it, yes. you can uh, you know you can you can you can get your own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we are planning to start production at the very end of next year. Yes. We we build in Broomfield, so just just north of, of Denver, in Oh Colorado. yes, 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 yes. Uh-huh. We have a um, a pilot manufacturing facility that we're setting up there now, mm-hmm. and I think in, in terms of how close that this this physical prototype, which we call our Alpha, mm-hmm. is to um, to the the production the production vehicle, mm-hmm. it's not that far off. It, this is not um, it's not a it's not a show car. It's not mm-hmm. a pusher. Right, it's, right, right. Um, what you know. One thing with it with a, a a small startup like ours, you have to be pretty scrappy with, mm-hmm. with you know, with, with resources. And sure. so that this, this prototype was as much a, an engineering and a development mm-hmm. exercise as it was, um, as it was an exercise to create a marketing tool. Yes. Um, and it is, you know, this is not, it, 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 it works. It's, yes. it this, this has a fully integrated interior, exterior mm-hmm. and power system, mm-hmm. uh, including the solar on the roof everything works mm-hmm. in there. And so, um, to you know, to go to that level of, of fidelity meant that we had to do a, a fair amount of um, refinement on sure. the product mm-hmm. too. And there there'll be there'll be some small things that change between this prototype and the production vehicle. Okay. the 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 biggest thing, um, you know, the biggest area of work for us here mm-hmm. is is actually more on the durability and reliability because when you when you make a prototype, it's you know, it's not. Um, it's not something that you can expect to to last for a long time. The first one is always delicate. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're doing a lot of work now to, you know, to, to truly productize it and make, Mm -hmm. make sure that we, we build a product that will last. And Mm -hmm. and the goal is for it to last for generations. We want, you know, we want this to be a vehicle that you can pass down to your, to your next of kin. And, um, so that, that, uh, that maybe that's, that's how far this is from, from the the final version. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, For, for techies, um, the light
0: ship, um, if you, if you could take me to a few areas, what, how does it operate or what, what, when, when do you need to recharge it? Those things that people who, I mean, I'm pretty much of a novice in the EV world. You, I've driven some, but I don't really know all that much. So what are some key things that people should
1: be aware of in, in that area? If you, well, if, you did, if you've done a, a trip on a hydrogen car, you're, you <laughs> you <you're, you're laughs> yeah, more, more than most. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. 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 um, um yeah, I mean, so um, it it uh, it behaves like an EV because effectively what what the product is, if you if you were to break it down, it's a it's a home home solar system. Yes, it is an EV powertrain in the floor, yes. and then there is a sort of like a connected living experience gotcha. on, on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so for the charging and EV side of it, um, there are a few ways to charge it. Um, three of them are the same as as any any passenger electric vehicle. Yes. so you can either they call it level one charge it, which means yes you know, trickle charging from um uh, an extension cord in your garage, yes. for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you can level two charge it, mm-hmm. which means um, you know, if you have a two forty volt plug or a dryer, yes. dryer outlet or mm-hmm. something like that, you'll be able to, to charge the light chip overnight. Mm-hmm. It has a, a eighty kilowatt hour battery, so about about the same size as, as what goes into a model three. Mm-hmm. Um so you could one thing that's interesting actually about the two forty volt charging or the so called level two charging is that um where generally speaking the charging infrastructure is still lacking Mm -hmm. in the u.s Mm -hmm. uh it turns out there's kind of a loophole in rving which is that many campgrounds that are built for rvs Mm -hmm. already have high power hookups at the sites so uh if there if the rv site is capable of um you know, keeping a, a a large motor coach going, mm-hmm. what's called a fifty amp hookup, mm-hmm. you can use that same plug oh, to to charge the lightship. That chip. is interesting, yeah. So it's sort of there. Yeah, yeah de- destination charging is built in yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way for us. Sure. Um you can also level three charge it that, that or so called fast charging. So you mm-hmm. can so any of any of the fast charging infrastructure mm-hmm. out on the highway you can use to, to charge the light ship as well. So you if you had if you were towing with a you know with a gas vehicle, um, then you could just be charging the light ship as you're going into Walmart to you know to get your your camping supplies before you before gotcha. you, you go to the campsite. You could
0: put give Co- Elon a call since you have a close relationship with him. I'm sure <laughs> yeah.
1: give him a call and say Can you open up all the
0: Tesla
2: hear- ch-
1: Tesla chargers to this. Well, of course, this is, this is a big big piece of news in the EV industry. Is that yeah. you know Tesla now has not only opened up the supercharging network, but has right. actually done a deal with I think Ford, GM. I heard this morning that. Um, that Rivian just just adopted the, the North American charging standard as oh, well. So you're right; I'd forgotten about. That. I mean, so it's just real it's, recent. Yeah. yeah so it's, yeah, this, yeah. this is like this is a, a train in motion right now that the, sure. the Supercharger network is going to become a part of what people can use. Mm-hmm. And the, so you can do you can do all of those traditional forms of mm-hmm. you know EV charging. Uh, and an interesting thing is that there, there's where most. Passenger vehicles are too small to have a you know a solar mm-hmm. array on the roof that's mm-hmm. big enough to provide meaningful energy to the to the to yes. the vehicle battery. In our case, uh, you know, tw- twenty-seven foot long, eight and a half foot wide vehicle with with enormous <laughs> enormous awnings mm-hmm. on it. You can fit about three kilowatts of solar on oh, the go. roof, which is uh, five to tenfold what you'll what you could fit in, in the roof of any car. Mm-hmm. And with a solar array that big. Now that that provides meaningful energy for for your trip as well, and so gotcha. if you're, you know, if you're camping in a sunny area, it's very likely that your your solar array on the roof mm-hmm. will um, it'll keep up with a lot of your the, the electrical loads and mm-hmm. as you're as you're running your appliances when you're camping. Gotcha. Um, it's actually it even charges as as it's going down the road. How so about you, that? So you get a bit a bit of a boost as as you're going. Yes. Um, and so I think that's that's kind of a key way that that people will stay charged up with this too, and not. You know, not not be constantly babysitting the the charge level. Okay, a couple
0: of quick bases. Mm. If people are interested, they can go to the website, which is www.lightship.com
1: or uh, lightshiprv.com. Okay. And have you announced price points yet? We have. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it starts at one twenty five. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, uh, so you know kind of a um, premium trailer, premium trailer price. But we yes. we we didn't want to make something that was that was sort of unachievably expensive. We right. did, we wanted to make a, a nice trailer, but not. Not one that's you know half million or a million dollars because we because sure. again Im- impact is kind of the point here so we want we want to make it accessible and sell sell a lot of these mm-hmm. um, one twenty five and then uh, that's that's for what we call the L one essential mm-hmm. we have a second version of the product that we call the L one long range mm-hmm. where we double the size of the battery and we add that drive motor mm-hmm. on board that starts at um, a little over one fifty one
2: mm-hmm.
1: one thing that's interesting w- that applies to both versions of the product is that um there's there's something called the solar itc it's a federal tax credit Mm -hmm. on a on a home solar system yes turns out that uh for uh for for legal purposes for tax purposes Mm -hmm. you can claim your rv as a dwelling Mm -hmm. and so you can apply the solar itc to that tax credit to the vehicle wow and uh for the for the essential i think it's something like a um, it, shows, it shows on our website, but it's something like a seven thousand dollar tax credit mm-hmm. for the the long range because because the battery is doubled mm-hmm. uh it is i want to it's it's something like twelve or thirteen or fourteen thousand dollars so, that's quite a thing that's quite a so chunk the, of change the long range actually ends up being uh below one forty gotcha. after the tax credit fantastic yeah well a good
0: place to stop uh, I want to thank my new friend, uh, uh, co-founder of uh, Lightship, Ben. What is ben, it? I, I What did I forget already? It's Ben it, Parker. I wanted to say Ben Foster, who's the actor, right? Ben Parker.
1: Well, so there was an actor who, uh, who I guess played played me too. Ben Parker is Spider Man's uncle. Oh. So with I great. Have known great that. power comes great responsibility. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's kind of my, my namesake. Right. Yeah.
0: Ben, thanks for the half hour in the truck here. There, we're at again. We're at the outdoor uh, retailer show and. It's a great place to meet um, new products, new things, and this has obviously gotten a lot of attention. I'm just, you have today and tomorrow. Yeah, we've got a big crowd outside right now. I'm uh, wondering, what the hell is that guy doing in the truck? So, <laughs> thank you, friend. Uh, thank this is a, it's a f- fantastic thing. I'm, I'm, pretty diehard um, automotive guy. Um, grew up with, you know, re- regular kind of cars, and it's it's won me over. My next car, whatever it may be, will be an EV. And, mm-hmm. Who knows? But uh, it's really a nice, a nice thing that you've done here. So congratulations and thanks for being our guest. Thanks, James. Thanks okay. everyone for listening. Okay, cheers.